because that, right. that looks like something I'm going to want to keep on top of. Yep. Yes, sir. Yep. You know what else is something we want to keep on top of? What's that? Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixel It. My name is Kevin. With me, as always, is Phil. And today, we're finishing up this book. I, you know, Kevin, every now and then, I, I, I say something that immediately I think to myself, if Kevin doesn't swing for this one uh, as an opening line, uh, then one of us fucked up on, on, on an unimaginable level. And, and today, yeah. you did not disappoint me, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we got three chapters left in XCOM UFO Defense. My not, my notes are sparse. Um, you, we all know what that means. You know, when I don't have a lot of notes, that means I'm not a happy Kevin. Um, <laughs> it's it's mostly oh, there's the, the gaps will be filled in by rants, um, yeah, by rage, by rage, rage gaps. So um, anyway, uh, before we get started, Phil. Uh, do you have any final words but to, 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 to prep the audience before we get into this last third or do you just want to oh I thought you were about I thought I thought you were asking I thought you were about to assassinate me somehow uh, uh, yeah well I have also <laughs> been I've, I've been playing a little bit of hitman world of assassination so that'll 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 put you in that mindset that'll put you in the right headspace you, you know Kevin before we get too deep into this um, just to just to give the people, something nice right up front. I thought maybe I'd take a second to talk about patreon.com slash pod. Oh, that sounds like a lovely website. It's a really neat website, Kevin. It is a place where you can go in and you can take your hard-earned money dollars and you can contribute as much or as little of it as you'd like. On a monthly basis, you can do as little as $1. You can do as much as 15? Is it 15? No, it's 10. See? That's 10. how reasonable it is. And uh, <laughs> it's good stuff and uh, we actually, and this is this is the fun thing, we, we've got a lot of exclusive stuff we're working on that's going to be getting released here shortly. Uh, I don't know if you saw, Kevin, but we recently put up a poll asking everyone what year they would like us to review in video games. And we threw up some from all over the place and we sure. have enough we have enough votes to pick a definite winner and the winner is 1997 1997 a so very good year we have to review the year in video games or? yes we have to pick we're going to pick our top 10 games of 1997 that sounds like a hell of a good uh bonus to get oh, yeah. from a patreon page that is, is, a is that Oh yeah, that's a yeah. primo bonus. Big time, big time bonus. Chef's, big time chef's kiss bonus. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. And beautiful. all you need to do is be on the five dollars or more uh, 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 a month range to receive this in your hot little hand. Uh, you know, whenever we finish it. Uh, but it's coming. It's coming, people. And this is uh, me receiving yeah, it just in my hot little hands. In the hot little hands from heaven, See? from See? the Patreon heavens, Patreon gods. And yeah. that's just one of the things we're working on. Kevin and I actually had a, had a wonderful uh, visit uh, recently where we got to sit down and work on some bonus episodes, uh, yeah. which it's going to be a lot of fun releasing those. It's going to be fun. Yeah, you're going to enjoy them. So, yeah, please check out patreon.com slash pixelitpod. Uh, the same uh, name for everywhere you find us, whether that's Twitter uh, or YouTube 
or anywhere else. Pixel it pod. Do it today. Do it today. Don't disappoint your children. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do no it. one. Don't don't traumatize your kids because you didn't help a couple of middle-aged geeks in their time of need. Exactly. Those and kids you know deserve that. What else we need to do right now? What's that? Even though we've stalled long enough, let's put the body in the marsh. Yeah. Don't laugh. This ain't reality TV. All right. So chapter five. Um. Ari has woken up, but he's not ready for active duty yet, and he just needs to chill. And Janelle is mad at him for disobeying orders, but happy he's awake. That's like, there we go. I summarized half a chapter for you. Yeah, (laughs) these are not short chapters, guys. I I think we've (laughs) emphasized that before. But yeah, that's pretty much, you pretty much nailed it. These moments are buried in like other shit of her walking around the base. Um, and then, and after she's back in the Morocco base and, uh, she meets with a new character, um, Captain Arwi, uh, Ngaj, uh, oh, yeah, who is working yeah. with Trenchard on interrogating the ethereals. And, uh, then she's, Ngaj is like, oh, Trenchard's really good at this. He's really good at yeah. interrogating ethereals. Almost suspiciously good. Suspiciously good. Mm -hmm. Um, And she goes in in and talks to Trenchard. And this is probably the only neat part of the entire last three chapters is Janelle and Trenchard have a really deep discussion about evolution and how the ethereals have evolved. Yeah. Like... And how they got to a point where they were smart enough to start making changes to their own biology in order to adapt to things such as, uh, you know, a, 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 a planet that is orbiting a star that is dying. You know, they, they don't need the heat. They don't need yeah. food. They don't need anything. Like, they, they're just, they're fully adapted to be immortal or whatever. Yeah. They tapped and, into uh, their own DNA. They tapped into the into the DNA, and it's a really neat discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the high point. It's all downhill from here. It is. Um, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So she's done talking with Trenchard, and we get to chapter six, where uh, she meets with Uli, the the president of the town. Yes. Um, yes. And his cow, remember his award-winning cow? Do you remember oh, yeah. his award-winning cow? Oh, absolutely. How could I forget? It's been cow-napped. Cow-napped? Ugh. Yeah. And she says, and he's like, can't you do anything? You're the UN. And she's like, I'll find some people to look into it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. This is going to become, this is pretty much the story from here on out. It's, a, yeah. it's the cow's. That really break the thing whole all wide open. Um, So her and some other uh, ex-commers. Oh, sorry. There's several pages in which she has to talk to her higher ups and get approval for an uncovert mission. Uh Uh-huh. She puts in all the requisite paperwork. She gets it notarized. She has it witnessed. 
She oh, yeah. signs it. It's signed by a witness. It's signed by a notary. Um, <laughs> she has to give blood samples, <laughs> a stool sample. She doesn't really ask why. Um, I, and I then they're like, okay, sure. you can go ahead and do an uncovert mission in this town to look into uh, cow disappearances. Guys, I wish I could tell you that Kevin is exaggerating like a lot. He is exaggerating. <laughs> he is. But not as much as you would hope if you were just sitting down on a lovely summer afternoon wanting to enjoy yourself in an XCOM uh, adaptation. <laughs> There's enough truth in what Kevin said to make you ready just to get fucking hammered and throw this book off the edge of a cliff. Yep. Um, there is truth to this to this i am <laughs> from here on out just consider me an unreliable narrator and <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um so her and the other ex commers uh posing as un folks begin to investigate uh and they start doing that and she's got a guy who's good at data with her or his name's matt um and then she goes back to Ear Hill Magoon and talks to Ari. He's close to being released and he's complaining about the food. Because he's quirky. He's so funny. He's, he's quirky. Just, and then she racks up. Yeah, it's funny. She racks up those frequent flyer miles and goes back to the Andermatt base. Um, and uh, she gets a note from uh, Ngaj. Uh, about the interrogation and that the aliens are making a push in the Southern Hemisphere. Um, So they're doing that. And then back in town, Janelle and her team meet with Yuli, and he's going to escort them to a woman who might have some answers. So during this whole conversation, Yuli's like, well, you know, people from Switzerland have always seen, like, strange things, like, if you ask them for information, they're going to start just telling you about cryptids. Right. Um, We're a weird you people. Might see, you might see like uh, people talking about uh, the cryptid who with a, it's like a flayed cow skin with eyes floating around. And I was like, it, yeah, it like rolls down the mountain at you or something. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, could I have a book about that? That sounds awesome. Can we stop. Can we, st- yes. can we stop doing what we're doing and just focus? Can that on- be the final boss somehow? I'm in. <laughs> I'll for- I'll forgive you for everything if we could just have that. So part of it is Janelle starts putting piecing together like, well, maybe the aliens have been here in Switzerland for much longer than anywhere else. This might be their original base um, because the cow mutilations and cow based cryptids have been around forever. And she says something like. You know, we made fun of people talking about little gray men uh, abducting them until we realized that they were being abducted by sectoids. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's a good point. But they they go over to the other side of the mountain and they meet with a woman who lives all by herself up the mountain uh, in a 300-year-old house. Her name is Dwona Mati. And uh, she talks about the spaceship she has seen. And they're like, well, how could you see that far over on that mountain? And then she busts out some military surplus, like really high end binoculars. 
Yeah. And <laughs> like this, this woman killed Nazis. Like we can all accept that that's what she did. Right. She was part of some like underground some freedom. She did force. some anti-Nazi shit. And yeah. yeah. So much for the tolerant left. <laughs> um, so uh, she's like, here, I'm looking with these. And Janelle's like, oh, no, she'd be able to read like the fucking uh, serial number on the side yeah. of an alien ship. with those. Yeah. For the record, this is the part of this section that I liked the most. I liked getting yeah. to know this weird ass old lady and like her discussing like cow abductions and seeing aliens in the sky. Like, I, this is where we should have started. This is where the book yeah. should have started. So this yeah. is where the book should have started. Yeah. It's every time we get a book that is uh, a bit lame. I, it seems like that that's our refrain over and over again. Yes. Is that the book should have started a lot later. There, there are so few books that we've read on this show that truly had nothing to offer. Right. Uh, the, 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 honestly, if you go back uh, play back the tape. Uh, uh, you'll see that there are a lot of the ones that we, a lot of the ones we complained about the most. We were angry because there was so much potential and there was so much there that could have been done. We started to see where they were going with it, and uh, and it just kind of let us down. And there's something really extra disappointing about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and this is this is a situation like that where it's like this is there's so much you could have done here. If yeah. you just started here, uh, right? Yeah, this is when it starts yeah, getting really glimmer, interesting. You see the glimmer of the ideas that motivated the story to be written in the first place. Yes, you see 100%. them buried underneath everything else. All the diamonds kind of just yeah. like glittered in there amongst the coal, and yeah. um, it's it's uh, it's unfortunate. You just had to light that coal on fire and collect the diamonds, right? <laughs> and 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 thing is, is all right look I'll, I'll get into this later it's we're not we're not even close to being done so uh yeah we're closer on. to being done than you think <laughs> well uh, that's I mean, fucking... <laughs> yeah that's a good point this is this, this was ladies is, and gentlemen this this was another fucking short <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's true. But this was another one of those instances where Kevin, over the course of the day, texted me and he was like, I, I've stopped taking notes. I've stopped taking notes. And it's like, oh, boy, it's going to be one of those episodes. Okay. All right. And I always appreciate like, when you do that because it helps me brace myself. <laughs> yeah, brace yourself with knowing that I'm going to be like, fuck, and that's the end. Uh, <laughs> Ten minutes into the show, I'm going to be like. And that's the rest of the book. The it's, end. It's amazing. Um, Kevin is easily one of the more positive people I know. Uh, you know, he, he's always willing to err on the side of, of you know, give you the, uh, what's the word? Um, benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. That's exactly it. He's he always willing to do that. And when when Kevin loses hope, it's it's simultaneously tragic and the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. It's... It's like watching Galactus swallow a planet. You're like, oh, so many people died, but that's so cool. So it's, it's, this is one of those times. So, so there's an alien base inside one of the nearby mountains uh-huh. that we figure out. And we're like, oh my God, it, it just so happens to be like two mountains over from my 
secret, super secret base. How did that happen? Huh. Uh, no, but seriously, how did that happen? How did that happen? <laughs> that's that's a really good question. How is this not how is this not figured out? Just noticed by yeah. by the patterns of where the ships were coming from and or going. Yeah. Uh so Janelle has then we're in the final chapter now. Um <laughs> we're in the last chapter of the goddamn book. We have literally just found out like we, we we the the cow thing and the alien base we have spent there a hundred and forty pages were before this section yes you could have just had this section at the beginning and yep. expanded it and it would be a more compelling story yes um yes. and so anyway there's a there's a pilot. <laughs> He's like, Janelle's like, hey, pilot, are you going out? And he's like, yeah, you need me to pick up some smokes? And she's like, nah, but can you do an infrared, like, flyby of this mountain? And the pilot's like, okay. And then about a page later, the pilot comes back. And he's like, here you go. Uh, I don't know what this is for. Uh, You said it was for the weather people. Um, I don't know if this affects the weather at all. There's just a slightly warm spot at the base of the mountain. And she's like, good, I'll pass this along to our meteorologists. Yes. And the pilot goes and he plays crud. The game that came up once, twice in the book. Um, it's a you little detail. Let it drop. I don't mind little details, but we spent oh. a lot of time talking about crud for something that wasn't super... If in a 240 page book, like if it was yep. if it was the fucking stand, you could dedicate a chapter to crud and I wouldn't care. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Literary writers it's have been not doing about that the for detail. centuries. It's it's about the percentage. <laughs> yes. It's the ratio, motherfucker. It's the ratio. It's the ratio. <laughs> you can go off on tangents and they can be charming and interesting and still tell you something about the world. But not when you only have 240 pages. It it could literally just be a world-building detail. I love world-building details. But a book is like bread. It's like bread. And there's so many different types of bread, and there's so many different types of books. There's so many different types of bread. There are so many different types of bread. You can have those ratios mixed up in different ways. You can Mm -hmm. use... You could eat yeast. You could not use yeast if you're using like a quick, like an Irish bread. You're making you're making that quick rise bread with baking powder, baking soda, whatever. There's so many ways to make bread. So many different countries have different types of bread with different types of ratios and ingredients, but we all agree it's fucking bread. It's bread. And we all agree that books, or I am saying books are like bread, where you can have different the different ingredients and all that stuff and you can have the world building if you 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 want a marble rye you want a little world building your book fine Mm -hmm. you can't fuck up the ratio so bad that it turns into not bread yeah and if you add too much of something that is that if you miss up the ratio a little bit in your your book it's not a book anymore it's just (laughs) standard instruction manual for the game (laughs) I, I mean, kind of, kind of. <laughs> anyway, books are bread. Bread are books. 
that's, that's my that's, books are that's, bread. That's the next sticker. Books are bread. That's the next sticker in the Discord. <laughs> books are bread. Oh God. Kevin, books are bread, Earhart. So uh, <laughs> she gets Coney on the phone to get some answers and fucking blows up at him. She's like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Just ask him. You don't need to yell at him. It's And it's this <laughs> weird, stilted paragraph of a, of a, of a cuss out where I, I feel like, I feel like our author may have watched a movie that had one of those like big, powerful final go fuck yourself speeches. And she went, that's what my book needs. And it's yeah. such a tame and weirdly like generic kind of thing. And it's like, if this is meant to be the thing that inspires us over what a badass our main character is, then we might need another hundred, 240 pages. And it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> It comes, it comes out, out of nowhere. Out of there's, nowhere. There's no it's point basically to it. The, it's basically like, imagine you're at the end of A Few Good Men, right? Yeah. Um, and the and and Jack Nicholson's character has been a perfectly reasonable witness for the yes. entire time. Has, and yes, exactly. then gives his speech about how you want me on that wall, you need me on that wall. Yep. That would be a little out of left field, right? Yeah. You'd say, what the fuck did that come from? Yeah. And then he'd offer you bread. And then he'd offer you bread. But the say, bread's, all <laughs> the bread's all fucked up. Bread's all fucked up. He'd offer you bread and go, this is this is the this is XCOM UFO defense a novel. And you'd go, I don't think that's what this is. Open it up. Okay. And then you and then you open up and the steam from the fresh baked bread rises. And inside is XCOM UFO defense novel. <laughs> he snuck like, it in somehow with the bread. He even snuck it in. I, no one, that wasn't really necessary, but he did it anyway. <laughs> I, I snuck this into a jail. I snuck XCOM UFO defense novel into a jail. It was baked with some bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And now I'm being arrested. Now I'm being and arrested. That's what I deserve. For contraband. So yeah, so she yells at Coney, and then Coney's like, all right, well, let me look into it. And then he gets back to her like, nope, we, the base, like, we hollowed out that place, but there's been no Swiss military in there for, like, 30 years. She's yeah. like, it. she's like, aliens. Uh- <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by the way, she's super calm about all of this. Yeah. Like, this whole time she's like, she's she she gets this information, and it's like, this is the shit that should blow the lid off everything. And she's just like, well, I'm just going to very calmly go over here and yeah. have a sandwich. And, uh, yeah, and then I'll and eventually, sandwich. yeah, eventually I'll tell people, uh, who can do something about this, but, uh, there's no need to fly off the handle. And uh, I already flew off the handle once at Coney. <laughs> yeah, gonna... for, and I did it for no good reason. So yeah, did it Can't for no good use that. Yeah. So she has a sandwich and she meets up with Ari and he hands her a letter uh that uh, that concerns her. She it was he's like, This was given to me to give directly to you. 
Um, she reads it and she gets nervous and then she tells him to schedule some fuck time with her in the next 24 hours. It's really gross. It's just, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not easily shocked. I, I like sexy times. I think that stuff is fine in your, in your novel, but there's something so abrupt about like Kevin's not fucking around. She literally says, I need you to schedule a couple of something like a couple of hours where we can get really physical or something like that. And it's yeah. just, it, it felt gross, man. Like we break did up the next with your day girlfriend. schedule She's some time gross. for us to, for us to get physical. Um, right. Because we might be. be dead. It's like the lamest, like eat hearty for tonight. We dine in hell that has ever been written. It's really yeah. lame. Yeah. There, there was like a, there was like, there's like an impulsive, like romantic moment that could have been here where she just like pushes him into her room and they, yeah. that's when you have the, the body heat, like sex scene right there. Yeah, it's like, boom. absolutely. Um, but no, we get, it's, it's real. It's like, it's the way Jean-Luc Picard probably would. <laughs> well, well, find some time on my schedule. It's my cal- My outlook is up to date. <laughs> no, but that's you actually just nailed the problem with this whole book. This book is so bureaucratic in everything that it does that if I had an inkling, if I thought for a second that this was written well enough that this was a satire, I actually would kind of love it, but it's not. It's just every inst- there are no moments of passion there is scheduling in time for sex. Couple of hours, yes, of course. But still, it's on the blotter. And and there's no, like, scary, out-of-nowhere attack scenes or ambushes or something. It's very, like, well, we're going to land here, and then we're going to fight, and then we win. The end. And it's so regulated, and, and it's it's so dull. It's unbelievable. It's It's like... It's like uh, in another universe, with um, if you if the if the bread had been had been left to proof for a little bit longer, um, <laughs> yeah. you would get like this would be like an XCOM flavored Starship Troopers. Yeah, yeah. Um, this could have been something really lovely in that sense. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's you know, it's not that. Um, it is not. So. Janelle makes an announcement to all of XCOM about the plans to attack a nearby alien base. And uh, in her announcement, she like says it's in a different area than where it actually is. Um, She's like, we're going to attack in three weeks. And then in the next scene, after, after running the train on Ari, uh, she shows him (laughs) the letter from uh, Gage to her uh, about how Trenchard is the spy. Trenchard mm-hmm. is the one is the because uh, and Gage was the one who actually put it all together after like listening to the way Trenchard was was doing things. Um, and uh, apparently Janelle had already this is like the Ocean's Eleven heist sequence where <laughs> I was like, well, what are you going to do about it? And she's like, oh, it's already been done. i i'm not a cartoon villain i set this up five hours ago so it's like she's like yeah the the 
the time and place for the attack is is um she made a public announcement about one thing the actual time and place is totally different um and she's like we're gonna give him the mushroom treatment we're gonna uh feed him shit and keep him in the dark you know yep um, see what comes out on the other side and then Deposit she's like style. we're gonna You'd be thinking that there is a lot more book after this. There isn't. Um, She's like, we're going to arrest him the day that we move in for the attack. Yeah, let's not do it too quick because we still want. um, Because reasons. Because reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. We still want something, I guess. On Sunday, they launch the attack and blow a hole in the mountain. They kill a bunch of aliens and they save the cows. Yay. Uh-huh. Trenchard got away. Boo. What a surprise. They have a cow parade to end the book. Woohoo. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the end sure? of the book. That's the book. I mean, there's... There's some, you know, I guess, oh, actually, no, there's really no good good action sequence. I mean, it's an action sequence. I wouldn't call it a good action sequence at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, they just kind of get in there and they overwhelm. You know that scene at the end of Dick Tracy when the cops surround the only way out of the club and the gangsters all think the only way out is to just, like, drive out the garage door, guns a-blazing. Right. And literally all of them die. Uh, now that, on uh, in the movie, Dick Tracy is like one of my favorite single mo- shootout moments in, in film history. But it's like the same thing happened, but in book form here, and it's somehow incredibly dull. Uh, <laughs> they, they Dick Tracy these aliens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In the mountain. (laughs) And, you know, flat top gets out and he gets shot like uh, a a thousand times and then stumbles over and should watch Dick Tracy again. I haven't seen that movie in a thousand years. Yeah. That would be. It has one of my favorite, like one of my favorite insults uh, to use when I'm trying to be like insulting, but not specific in any way just go suck an egg <laughs> that's good it's <laughs> a good that's one good. right it sounds it sounds rough but you know I, I don't remember who said it but i remember someone saying something along the lines if he was as ugly as a dick tracy villain and you're just like oh damn oh that is good <laughs> that's good all right so we're done with the book phil uh-huh how did you like UFO, XCOM defense, XCOM, UFO defense, a novel. Well, what are your thoughts? I think the main problem um, that our authors seem to have with this book, the main problem, is that while the author was ignoring the source material, um, ignoring people who would have read this who may be unfamiliar with the source material, ignoring people who were familiar with the source material, but still would like to have uh, a little direction and description and, you know, an engaging world. Uh, uh, 
while she was ignoring all of those things, she also completely forgot to put in a plot. There's no plot mm. in this in this book. This is like some weird slice of life, uh, uh, a month in the life of the commander thing. But it isn't. Which look, I'm saying that, and that actually sounds kind of like a literary genius kind of move. No, th- this is it's just a rambling, tumbling mess. Um, it's and it's so frustrating because, as we just pointed out, th- near the end we get to a point where I don't know something clicks and it starts to actually have interesting characters and interesting moments. And I think I think the big telling point is the fact that this this franchise actively talks about cow abduction, which is also one of the main plots plot points for Redneck Rampage. Sure. It is a silly, ridiculous, over-the-top thing. And as, as intense as XCOM the game can be, it is also aware of the fact that it is uh it is working in archetypes and tropes from a 50s level kind of UFO mania. And right. it's almost at times you get to a point where Diane seems to know that. And sure. it's amusing. We talk about the cow races and stuff like that. But I don't know. She goes off on these. The moment she starts to touch in on that, we go off and start going into shit that doesn't matter. We're literally talking about tax reports and and paperwork and all of this other stuff. And it's so dull. It's so dull. And it doesn't even reflect the tedium that you might get into in a game of XCOM. Right. Because at least XCOM has several fights that will break out in a single session that will keep the action going along. And then you go, okay, let's research that. Okay. Let's develop this, you know, and, and and it doesn't have any of that. It's just, it's just the inner monologue of this woman who seems to be bored with the fact that she's trying to save the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, and there's like, it edges away from ever saying anything that could be interesting. Like it, there's moments earlier on where it's like, um, it's ridiculous that we, you know, we have to maintain financial solvency when we're trying to save the world, but yeah, that's cat. That's a capitalism, but it never really even goes that hard at it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, there's, there's moments where it's like, oh yeah, you know, another alien race. Uh, there's a really, there's a good line in the last third where it, it's like, you know, a thousand years from now, if these guys, if these guys win, another alien race will come down and be like, oh, well, who did, had the people that you took the planet from lose. And it's like, well, they couldn't maintain like fiscal solvency. Um, and I was like, that's good. That's, that's a great line. Yeah. The entire book should have, should go harder in, in that direction. You know, that it's ridiculous that you have to figure that shit out as like, you know, it's it's you know in a universe where we throw like basically unlimited budgets at militaries, the fact that the one thing standing in between, you know, aliens and the annihilation of Earth is, it has to be the most tightly budgeted military in the world. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> There's something so silly about that, and you're right. She she gets right up to the edge of saying something. And, and, and then just, and then just 
dives over a cliff that's just filled with details about Swiss tourism. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't come back into play. The cow thing was the only thing that came into play eventually. I I was like... I've said this before and I'll say it again. Every time we start one of these books and I go, I'm still, I'm going to write it out. We don't know how this is all going to tie up because who knows, maybe all that shit was going to tie up into something that would be clever and at least halfway interesting. And no, it's just filler. It's just, I want to take a vacation to Switzerland, please. And, and look, we all do, but that's not what I, why I bought the book. (laughs) Right. Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's, it's a little rough. I feel like there's some interesting characters introduced in the last third. There's the captain, yeah. uh, uh, Ngaj, um, is a, is a, is a neat dude. Um, yeah. he's like the crazy the, lady in the mountains. Yeah. The, shit. The, the, yeah. The lady up there where Uli is like, yeah, I mean, there's, it's all, it's very likely that she'll just shoot at us. Um, right. Yeah. And she's like, and and Janelle's like, oh, and he's like, oh, don't worry, it would be with a crossbow. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where the fuck? Was, that's great. That's fun. Yeah. Those are cool details. Like the book should have been all of that, all of that yes. stuff. Um, the the combat scenes are, you know, nothing special. The you know what it is? It's like, it's like the play a play session of somebody who is in mid late game doldrums with XCOM and isn't really sure what to do next. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, well, everything seems to be like running smoothly. I'm shooting everything down and I, I got my, my, my Illyrium coming in and out and Mm -hmm. I, everybody's got their rifles and all my people are colonels. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm no. not. It's kind of like a stalemate of XCOM. It's no, like I, long war XCOM, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you nailed it because that's just it. At no point, at any point in this novel, did I feel like, well, what are they going to do? Yeah, there's there no stakes no, at any no point. No stakes. No stakes. It, 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 at no point. Were things out of control? We find out there's a spy. I got it. Don't worry about it. I've reported him, and we'll take care of it. Uh, okay. And even even him disappearing, you you could use that to be like, well, he could come back and fuck us up. No, no, he's probably dead, or 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 like the aliens took him away, and God knows what they're doing to him. So don't worry about it. It's it's it has no stakes. There at no point do you go, how are they going to get out of this? Cause it's going to be fine and they will handle it within a half a page of introducing the problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that is XCOM UFO defense, a novel. That one was bad, man. This is, it's disappointing too. Like it's bad, but I'm very disappointed that this was bad. Um, I was hoping for yeah. like some. I was I had I had strange hopes and be like, oh, maybe we found some badass like fucking book, you know, mid nineties video game adaptation book. And yeah, um, uh, yeah, I, I have a certain level. I think we both do uh, have a level of respect for these classic, you know, genre writers. Uh, who were cranking it out in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties stuff. There is a serious level of respect we both got for these people. And so when, right. when the, the ball gets fumbled 
uh, this badly, you you can't help. Yeah, disappointment's the name of the game. Damn. The name of the game. Um. All right. So that's enough talking about that. Uh, I feel like I have one one question to ask to ask you. What's that? Um. What are you playing? Oh. Uh. Well. I am actually, uh, for only the second time in my entire life, uh, indulging in a Pokemon game. Oh, yeah. A Pokemon? Yeah, yeah. I was never a Pokemon kid. I was kind of just, that was, I was just a little too old for it, Um, or at least too old for me to uh, have been caught up in the fervor of when it really hit uh, the States. Uh, so that one kind of missed me, but I, I remember I was working in the gaming industry. Um, I don't remember which, uh, Pokemon came out and, and, but everyone at work had their 3DS and they were all playing it during lunch and all that shit. And I went, I better, I better pick this up and be part of the group and, and played it. And I was like, oh, okay, I see. This is, this is charming. I get it. Um, but I, last year, uh, Pokemon Legends, I think Arceus is what it's called. Arceus or something like that. Uh, came yeah. out, and I heard a lot of people talking about how it was very different from the standard Pokemon fair. Um, it goes in a different direction, and it might be a really good jumping-off point for people who are relatively new, and uh, because it it has a it has its very much its own thing going. And so I picked that up, and uh, that has been my uh, sit around with a wife watching a movie and uh, playing on my Switch game. Um, right. And I and having played one of the classic style uh, Pokemon, uh, I can say it is very different. It's got more of like an open world action RPG yeah, sure. kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not terribly far into it, but I'm just kind of grinding away. And uh, I love the way that you have to do things. You have to, you know, you have tasks, and it's very open world, very quest yeah, yeah, subquest yeah. kind of shit. Uh, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. So that one, it's probably going to take me a good damn long time to to play because it's just an hour here, an hour there, and it's a pretty right. long game, I think. Um, but uh, the other one that has been taking up a bunch of my time has been uh, Alien uh, Dark Descent. Which, sure. Yeah, which, what was I supposed to do? Uh, what choice did I have? It, it is a What choice XCOM. did you have? Yeah. You have, it's, it's an Aliens game. It's I an mean, Aliens game, like, A. Yeah. It's like... It's like it, it could have been it's like almost a Warhammer game, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's not quite a Warhammer game, but it's almost a Warhammer game for it's, me. You, you see you see Warhammer, you see aliens. I just see that yeah. mouse of yours going over to the buy button on Steam. Yeah. There's only so much that I can do. I'm only one man. And right. uh, and then you add into the fact that basically everyone was talking about this is like aliens XCOM and uh, and I just started hitting myself over the head with a T-ball bat. Uh, so that I could uh, receive some relief in the days leading up to it being released because I couldn't play it yet. And right. uh, it, and I, I am playing it. Uh, and I have to say, and I'm not the first person to point out this um, comparison, uh, but it is absolutely an Aliens XCOM game down to the loadout screen, which uh, we were talking about before the show gets right. started, that it, it absolutely just... Flagrant, uh, uh, yeah. uh, ripping Fla- off. Flagrant XCOM. <laughs> Flagrant, um, and 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 it's 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 very indie, so it's janky. Um, but the the other game that it it has a huge debt to is Darkest Dungeon, um, mm-hmm. because your characters have stress meters, 
It is very mm. much uh, recommended that you take this very slow. Don't fight if you don't have to. Um, you know, really, really creep around, and uh, and and it's not a run in guns a blazing kind of game. Uh, and I love that in theory right. right now. I haven't played. I played a couple of hours of it. I haven't played quite enough of it to feel one way or the other. But if it keeps going the way it's going. It's uh, it's very rough around the edges, but shit, it's a good combination of game styles and uh, and, and and the perfect franchise for that. Yeah. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm 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 keeping my fingers crossed, cautiously optimistic that it keeps going down this road. Uh, it is very janky though. I'm not I'm not a graphics guy, but the level of popping in and out of of. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's it's. I've no, I noticed it right away where it was like, yeah, yeah. These these voices are not synced with these lips. Yeah, yeah, and and it's like, and and like some, something about the audio mix was like, it, it feels like the voices are somehow on top of the game and not yeah in the game. <laughs> it's it's that the there's no it's, there's no way. spatial there's no spatial mix. That's the thing. It's right, like, you, right. You see a character that's far away further away from the camera and you expect them to sound a little bit further away from the camera. And they do not. <laughs> and they sound they sound right here. <laughs> right. Right. And it's that way with the visuals, it's that way with the audio. It's very janky. It needs a lot of work in terms of just the quality, like the artistic quality of it. Um yeah. but the game feels pretty goddamn good. Um I'm enjoying the differences uh, from XCOM and Darkest Dungeon, for example, and I'm enjoying the similarities. Uh, and uh, I'm kind of impressed. Like I, the the moment I found out that you could rest if you welded, if you found a room and welded all the doors shut, you could turn that into a, a safe room and rest and like de-stress and all that shit. And I was like, oh, that's cool as shit. Like that's really neat. Like it's very hardcore and. I like the fact that it isn't that it's a I'm just on the first level and it's huge and there's so much to do within it and you can leave and you can come back and there's no fail necessarily uh, just because you're like beat to shit. You can you can leave and come right. back and and finish up what you didn't get. And I like that. It's it's very layered there. It feels like you can really take your time and sink your teeth into it. Um, so. Yeah, really enjoying that one. What about you, Kevin? What do, what do you been playing? Um, I have also I started playing Aliens: uh, Dark Descent as well. Um, a lot of I echo a lot of the the same thoughts, and I'm not nearly as far into it as as you are. I I just finished the prologue, um, but you know, liking it so far. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, other things I've been playing. Uh, I started playing Dave the Diver. Um, oh, okay, okay. I want to hear about that. Yeah, a friend of the show, uh, VZ, has been talking about it in the Discord. So much. Um, and I figured, you know, why not? Uh, let's, uh, hold on. Daughters. Oh. Try. She asking for cake batter again? Yeah, no, she's asking for a, a password. Um, ah, 
So yes, Dave the Diver. Uh, so far, I've I've only played a little bit. I've been looking for um, I've been looking for something to play on the Steam Deck. VZ's like, yeah, it probably works on this. Um, and I just noticed that another friend, uh, Chipmunk, has been playing it as well. Um, so it has kind of a two. It, the loop is is thus: you dive underneath the water. And then you capture, kill whatever fish, you know, you, you get your blue tangs, you get your clownfish, so you can kill both Dory and Nemo. Um, <laughs> Love it. You Love bring it. them back up and then you bring them to your sushi restaurant. And then there's like a, a sushi mini game where you're not cooking it, you're but you're serving it. So there's somebody else cooking it and like you have to grab the plate, run it out to the person. Uh, like the, you have to pour green tea for people into their, their cups and, and all that stuff. Um, and then you get the money and then I assume there's going to be like upgrade trees. Um, and then also there's, uh, when you're down, when you're diving, there's like side quests you can go on. So, um, on the second loop through, uh, somebody from a university is like, Hey, I need you to collect some, these two oh. starfish and these two urchins for me. Um, and if they if you do it, they give you something. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where this gameplay loop goes. Um, not very far into it, early days still. Hmm. Um, let's see what else. Uh, oh, I I I beat um, the System Shock remake. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, totally wrapped that. up. Um, the ends. Uh, it's. I mean, I love it. It's going to be on my game of the year list. Um, the the final boss is lame, um, real lame sauce. Um, getting to the final boss is like a. It's like a bit of a boss rush, though. So it's like here is all of the big big enemies that you typically would not have had to fight all at once. You're going to fight them all at once now. <laughs> yeah, so by the time you get to the boss, he's a push. He is he's like a pushover, but you're like, okay, that's fine. No, the boss I'm... fight. The boss fight is just a completely different style of fight than oh okay. anything you've done so far in the game. Um, it's a little weird. I don't want to spoil too much of it. Okay, um, but yeah, I I love the game overall. It's just the the ending's just like oh okay, I guess that's it. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Let's see what else I've been I've been uh, I've been playing. Um, uh, Octopath Traveler Two, still playing that here and there on my uh, Switch. I, I have somehow put five hours into it already, and I did not even realize that. Um, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I was like, "This is it. This is the one." That's what those <laughs> RPGs do to you, man. They're yeah, just man. like you're just sitting there. Did you? I so uh, I forget when this episode is going to be coming out. It'll be before then. Okay. Baldur's Gate 3 is supposed mm -hmm. to come out in the beginning of August. Yes. And it's like the first part of the game alone has like three dozen hours or something like that. That's ridiculous. And the director of the game is like, yeah, on average, we expect most people to finish the game with only having seen 30% of the game. Okay, cool. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And he's talking about in this article, we're like, yeah, we have this whole like Jurassic Park type area that like we only think like 0.1% of the people will ever find. 
It's like just a whole separate like dinosaur area or something. CRPGs, like, man. Jesus. CRPGs, man. And and it's only a level twelve cap uh, for the game. Wait, what? Are you serious? It's a level yeah, twelve I mean, cap. Yeah, it's a level twelve cap, which makes me wonder if that means they're like leaving room for character growth because it's D and D. Yeah, so for expansions. It's stuff like, like that, we have a yeah. it, like okay, there's an expansion quest that takes place after the main quest that, and now you can get up to twenty. You know what I That's mean? That's gotta be it. Yeah. Is this um, is this fifth edition? Is it fifth edition? I don't know. Um, probably. I would imagine Baldur's Gate three is going to be fifth edition because sure. I would say what Baldur's Gate, the first two came out when three point five was still uh, a thing. One, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so, or at least three. Okay. This looks like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, you know, it's the same studio that did uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Great. that's, I, cool. I haven't been playing it. It's just, you know, just an aside. Um, uh-huh. The, <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, uh, so for my, so for the game that I've been playing at my computer, I went back in time and I'm playing, I'm finally playing Deus Ex human revolution um, oh okay so that's this is the 2013 deus ex game that kind of rebooted the series uh my only deus ex experience was the original game in 2000 <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the war inspector game and it's been you know 23 years since i've played it oh, yeah. so <laughs> yeah yeah um I don't, even, I don't even remember that much of it but yeah it's uh deus ex uh and it's i really like it so far um it's it's a lot of fun and it it's it's uh i i love a good im sim you know give yeah, me a game sure that is your thing that that lets me problem solve multiple ways uh like I was just in a police station and it was like, oh, you got to get some information and be like, all right, well, I'm going to go crawl around the vents. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing about those kind of games. It's like, yeah, you, you can do it in any which way, but we all know I'm maxing out and hacking and stealth. And Yeah, on. I'm maxing out hacking and stealth. There, yeah. was a, there was a side quest where it was like, well, you got you to gotta get rid of these two drug dealers. Um, that are threatening one of the employees at the company you work with. And it was like, if you go up on the drug dealers, and that's the thing that's that's fun, funny about Deus Ex, is like, you can't really take that many hits. Like, if you get shot a couple times, you're dead. Yeah. So um, I was like, all right, well, I have this silent sniper rifle. Um, <laughs> so I was just like, what if I JFK it, you know? Uh -huh. What if I go to the seventh floor of the book depository? You mean go to the moon, them? right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh. I meant Lee Harvey Oswald it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Okay, got it, got it. Get killed by the government. Got it. Get killed by the government. Uh, I meant Jack Ruby it. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Camilla locked her phone. Um, 
for 60 minutes. Too many wrong password entries. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. Just gonna um, have to wait, kid. So yeah, that's that's what I've been playing recently. Nice. That's what I've been playing. Um, nice. Oh yeah, and Hitman World of Assassination. Um, yes. It, which how is just Hitman that? 3. What's that? Oh, okay. I was, I was asking how you're finding it. Oh, it's great. It's it's yeah. it's basically they released Hitman 3 and it's like, hey, do you want to just have Hitman 1 and 2 in your game? And everybody's <laughs> like, yeah. So like, here's one. Here's the the all the Hitman games is just in one game now. Um, so, yeah, I it's I mean, it's it's like an M-Sim in that it's, uh, you know, it's it's more or less uh, puzzle solving. You don't have to, like be a good shooter or anything it's not like an action or true action game um you're trying to avoid civilian casualties you're trying to like it's like listening in to people and be like um oh this person is like allergic to this or whatever and then you put that in their drink stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. um as you drink your drink um (laughs) (laughs) what huh oh god um but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, it's fun. I enjoy it. I like it. That's, I, I, that, yeah. that was always a franchise that I, I enjoyed. Yeah. I have to check that one out. Yeah. Uh, that'll do it for tonight's episode. Thank you so much for listening to us talk about this book. Um, next book on the schedule is Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Alan Wake. <laughs> Alan Wake, Stephen King, The Game, The Book. Stephen King, The Game, The Book. Yeah. The Game. (laughs) (laughs) It's a game I played for the first time last year, too. So I'm I'm all caught up. It's like, it's like, um, yeah, I feel like I need to play. I also need to play the control. um, The control, Alan, the AWE, the Alan Wake expansion for control. Um, because there's like a whole DLC dealing with Alan Wake in Control. That's pretty cool. Because they're set in the same universe. Right, um, right. The typewriter that Alan Wake writes on is a, um, is like a thing that the, the Bureau of Control has to keep an eye on. Um, so anyway, yeah, next book, Alan Wake. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please rate us five stars or thumbs up or wherever, whatever. Leave a comment on whatever podcast platform you choose to engage us on. It really helps. Uh, over 50 of you of you sickos have, have rated us on Spotify for an average of 4.8. Oh, my God. Uh, I love it. Love it. And we're over 25 on Apple uh, Apple iTunes. So um, that's that's all good. It's all good that's stuff. Awesome. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PixelitPod. Go to our website, PixelitPod.com. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash PixelitPod. Uh, from our website, by the way, you can sign up for our mailing list, get episodes early. Or if you go to our Patreon, if you don't feel like giving us money, just go ahead and at least follow our Patreon page and you'll Please. get episodes early. Either way, you can use the mailing list or the Patreon page. Either way, you'll find a link to get some early episodes. Um, and otherwise, 
join our Discord. You can find it through our website. Uh, come on in, chat with us. We promise we don't bite. Uh, you'll meet some of our friends. You'll meet some of the people that we refer to a lot. VZ is there, and he's always yes. dropping the fresh hot podcast recommendations. Um, so if you are a podcast fanatic, uh, come into our Discord. Talk with yeah, VZ. Hang out with us. He'll he'll, yeah. he'll he'll put you in the right direction. It's true. Um, it's true. Yeah. So that'll do it for tonight. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. <laughs>